night proved that the late Joe DiNardo is looking down upon his beloved Pittsburgh. Joe was laid to rest yesterday, the legendary Channel 4 weatherman, and he got to heaven and saw the Pirates lineup for last night at PNC Park with a bunch of bums in it, with Osuna and Freeze and especially Sean Rodriguez. And Mr. DiNardo said, Oh, no, you don't. Not on my watch. And Joe DiNardo made it rain and rain and rain and rain. And then it rained some more. The Pirate game got postponed and the paying customers were spared that atrocity of a lineup. Get your rain check for Mr. DiNardo. Joe usually said it would, but last night, the late and legendary Joe DiNardo looked at Clint Hurdle's lineup card and said, no, you will not. I only wish Mr. DiNardo was alive to hear what I just said. I guarantee you, he would have laughed. This is the Mark Madden Show. If I had a dime for every time I turned on the radio and heard somebody better than me, I would have zero dimes. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Or you can follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Let's look at some of the news about the Penguins. We've got a very Penguin-heavy show today. Paul Steigerwald joins me at 3.30. Josh Yoey joins me at just a little bit after 4 o'clock. If the Penguins sign Jack Johnson, and there's allegedly interest on the part of the Penguins in the free agent defenseman who played for Columbus, if the Penguins sign Jack Johnson, who is Sidney Crosby's close friend, the Penguins can't overpay him, the Penguins can't make him a top four, and Jack Johnson can't stink. Because if any of that happened, or God forbid all of it, it looks like you just did Sid's buddy a favor at the expense of the Penguins. Uh, Jack Johnson had his worst year ever last season. He was a scratch for the playoffs. Columbus lost to Washington in six games in the first round, and Jack Johnson did not play in any of those. Don't pay Johnson based on what he used to be. Pay him based on what he is and use him accordingly. He's a bottom pair guy, period. 6-1-2-27, kind of physical. That would help. Bob McKenzie of TSN of Canada says Jack Johnson wants $6 million per season. I'd pay him three. If he can get more than three somewhere else, let him go get more than three somewhere else. I can see Johnson wanting to maximize his income. He had a big split with his parents, and they stole a bunch of his money. And he's not broke, but not wealthy like you think he would be after playing a decade plus in the National Hockey League. Johnson's stats on last year, three goals and eight assists in 77 games. He was minus six, but uh, every time I saw Columbus play, he looked rotten. Jack Johnson did not pass the eye test last season. Uh, there are columns in both papers today about Phil Kessel. Y'all got to learn to catch up. When the Penguins were trying to trade Phil, were, not no more, 
But when they were, everyone ignored it. Now that the Penguins aren't, everybody acts like they might be. I am the super genius, and when it comes to the Penguins, I am also the timetable. To recap what I said yesterday, Phil's got to grow up. He got 92 points last year, a career high. So why is he mad at Mike Sullivan? 92 points, the coaches must have deployed him with some reasonable degree of efficiency for him to get a career high in points, 92. Why so angry, Phil? Pittsburgh made Phil Kessel. Before he got to Pittsburgh, he was the fat guy who ate all the hot dogs. He was the butt of jokes. Phil is celebrated now and deservedly so. That doesn't happen for Phil Kessel without Pittsburgh. And I would play Phil Kessel with Evgeny Malkin, as Kessel is said to want. But what does Gino want? Has anybody asked him? And the bottom line is it's about what Mike Sullivan wants. At any rate, Phil, just get out there and play. Enough of the kid gloves, enough of the boo-boo face. Just get out there and play with whoever Mike Sullivan puts on your line. Uh, with the NHL draft this weekend in Dallas, by the way, Yoey's in Dallas. He'll be joining us live, I believe, from the Grassy Knoll where they shot Kennedy. Uh, people keep wondering about trades. And keep in mind, not every trade is going to be for a big name, for a top six or a top four. But if you get depth or a glue guy, the right guy, that's just as important as a star for this team. The Penguins don't need another star. In fact, I think they might get hurt adding someone of that ilk. Just like getting Broussard at the deadline last year. Top six jammed into a bottom six role. That didn't work out. And another thing to keep in mind. Don't get attached to guys who won cups. That was then. This is now. Because I can just hear it. If the Penguins trade Rust or Sherry and then get off to a bad start, why'd you trade those guys? They helped you win cups. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they were bystanders. It takes 23 guys, heck, even more than that, but not all of those guys are equal partners. But but I will say, you got to be careful trading Brian Rust. Or Hagelin. Because speed is the identity of this team. And those two guys are pace cars. We talk about Daniel Sprong. And he can score. But Brian Rust is a better fit for what the team is right now. Brian Rust adds to the team's identity. Uh, Instead of signing Jack Johnson to play defense. I'd sooner sign Michael Grabner to play wing. And in retrospect... Maybe Jim Rutherford should have got Grabner at the deadline and not Broussard. Grabner would have been a better fit. If you get Grabner now, he becomes your pace car. And then maybe you could trade Rust or Haglin or whoever because you still have Grabner to get the boys going with those skates of his. If you're committed to speed as your bread and butter, it's real tough to trade Brian Rust. Real tough to trade Haglin too, not that anybody would take Haglin and that contract at this point. 
We got a lot of hockey talk today. Paul Steigerwald at 3.30, Josh Shoey at about 4.05. And at 5.30, Bucko Talk with the great John Parada. Going to talk about how Bob Nutting got a hold of the state of Pennsylvania and said, hey, that gambling money, we want our share. We want that money to help with the upkeep of PNC Park. No matter how much Nutting gets handed for free without having earned it, he wants more. His hand is always out. We'll talk about that, uh, well, actually earlier in the show, but for sure with Parada at 530. I'm Mark Madden, and you heard it, you heard it, you heard it on the X. I wish ZZ Top would have played that on Tuesday. Here's some news from Brooklyn. Barry Trotz has been announced as the new coach of the New York Islanders. Guess we should have seen that coming. Will it help? Uh, I don't know. Uh, now they have Lamorello as GM. Trotz as coach, the most recent Stanley Cup winning coach. Will it convince John Tavares to re-sign with the Islanders and not go into free agency? Will it convince other quality players to come and play for the New York Islanders? Because Trotz might have won this year, but before that, not so much. What will his impact be? How good a coach is Trotz, really? I think him leaving hurts Washington in terms of continuity. But Ovechkin stayed, so I think the Caps will be okay. A lot more depends on John Carlson staying than Barry Trotz departing. So Barry Trotz now the new head coach of the New York Islanders. I spoke a bit ago about Jack Johnson, who's going to be a free agent. Played D for Columbus since uh, 06, the LA Kings before that. Been in the league 12 years. And uh, Daddy Wizard tweets, Jack Johnson would be great if he'd come to Pittsburgh, he'd come at the right price for the Penguins, and he'd accept the right role for the Penguins. That says exactly what I said, albeit with sarcasm fairly dripping on the screen. And then Daddy Wizard adds, what a deal, bet he can't wait to sign. Well, if he won't take that deal, then he won't sign with the Penguins. At least, I don't believe the Penguins should pay him more or play him any higher up the depth chart than the bottom pair. I'd give him three mil, that's it. Bottom pair, that's it. And if he doesn't play for the Penguins, you know who will fill out that bottom pair? Somebody else. He's not a make-or-break player. He's a fringe guy at this point. Could be a good fringe guy, but Jack Johnson at this juncture, is a fringe guy. Uh, the NHL awards were announced last night. Uh, Taylor Hall got MVP from New Jersey. I'm just glad McDavid didn't get it on a team that didn't make the playoffs. McDavid wasn't even a finalist. But I'm not sure Taylor Hall is of MVP caliber. Well, I guess he is now. He won it. Uh, the big thing about the NHL awards in Vegas last night was Jim Belushi, the actor, was visibly drunk. And for some reason, the NHL thinks he's still a celebrity, and they let him talk. Gave a drunk a microphone. The NHL gets low-rent quasi-celebrities for crap like this. But getting back to Taylor Hall, he had 39 goals and 93 points. And he did elevate New Jersey to being a playoff team. 
And if you go by the definition most valuable, which is the definition I prefer as opposed to player of the year, then yeah, the MVP was Taylor Hall. But I just don't think of Hall as an MVP level player. And I bet Hall never gets near the MVP ever again. But he was a way better choice than Kopitar from L.A. I could have lived with Nate McKinnon of Colorado. He was a finalist, too. The Vegas Golden Knights won all the consolation prizes, along with finishing second. Uh, They got the marginal awards. McPhee was best general manager. Gallant won best coach. Derek Anglin got the leadership award. And he's not even their captain. Nobody wore the C for Vegas. They had a bunch of alternates. England won that award when he made that speech. Vegas strong at the Vegas home opener after the shooting at Mandalay Bay. Uh, Did you know Mark Messier picks the winner of that award every year? It's named after him, and he just says, okay, here's who wins my award this year. He's a one-man committee. Uh, William Carlson, Wild Bill won the Lady Bing, which is hockey's version of Miss Congeniality. Kopitar won the Selkie, best defensive forward. Brian Boyle won the Masterton, the comeback player. No offense to those who beat cancer, and I sincerely hope you all do, really. But if you want to win an award, beat cancer or some other terrible disease. Do that, and they are going to hand you a trophy. Now, with the real awards, Pekka Renee won best goalie from Nashville. And he is great as long as you're not in the playoffs. Then he sucks. Victor Hedman won best defenseman from Tampa. That's a good call. Barzal from the Islanders. He won rookie of the year. He's amazing. It was almost a unanimous vote, and it should have been. 85 points in on that team. Barzal had one more point than Tavares, and he was plus one while Tavares was minus 12. Maybe Barzal is the guy with the Islanders. And it won't matter that much if Tavares leaves. That said, you would rather have them both. So that's the NHL awards. Dilly dilly. The Penguins don't win awards anymore. Sid gets taken for granted. Sid should have been an MVP finalist. No doubt on that. Up next, the Hockey Talk continues with Paul Steigerwald. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 x I can't get hold of Staggy. I'm going to have to start disciplining guests who who don't show. Almost no point scheduling anybody anymore. We'll have Yoey at 4 o'clock, maybe Staggy later, maybe Staggy in a couple minutes, who knows. In the meantime, we're talking hockey. As I said to open the show, I don't feel like the Penguins need to make a big deal. I don't feel like they need to get a name player. They need depth, they need glue that would help. And that's usually affordable. One thing I wonder about, I'm going to talk about with Staggy and Yoey, assuming any of my guests bother to show up on today's program. Are Aston Reese and Sprong really for sure going to be in the lineup? I know what we've heard. We heard Pouliot would be a regular this past season, and he got traded a couple months after Rutherford promised that. I like Jim. He'll talk to anybody about anything, but what he says and winds up doing are often two different things. I think Aston Reese and Sprong should be regulars. If they are, that frees veterans up to trade. 
But, boy, Sully, for a coach who came in and benefited so much by bringing young guys along with him from Wilkes-Barre-Scranton, he seems to have a bit of a preference for veterans now that he's been in the NHL, well, back in the NHL, and now with the Penguins for two and a half years. So, I don't know. A lot of twists and turns going to take place between now and the Penguins with whatever roster skating out for their opener against Washington on Thursday, October 4th. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Here's a World Cup update. In the 75th minute, Croatia lead Argentina 1-0. Messi missed that penalty kick. In Argentina's opener, they tied Iceland 1-1. So the pressure is really on Argentina and Messi right now. You know it would be a good debate? Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? I prefer Ronaldo. Better score, more dynamic. But that debate wouldn't work on this show because it's soccer and this is Pittsburgh. Now here's a headline you don't often see. Philly fanatic shoots woman in face with hot dog gun. Sends her to hospital. The Philly fanatic, of course, being the Philadelphia Phillies mascot. Now, to be fair, that getting hit in the face with a hot dog, I've seen that metaphorically happen on the set of a porn shoot. And it may have actually involved the Philly fanatic then, too. No, seriously. Aren't you surprised that doesn't happen more often with those giveaways at games where stuff gets dropped out of the rafters or... Things get shot with force by guns into the stands. You know what would be a great great thing to do? Put a roll of quarters wrapped up in a T-shirt in the T-shirt gun. Kapow! Make change for that freeloader. Ha! How about all that rain last night? Geez, if you're a victim of the flash flooding, be safe and get things fixed. How about the hallways at PNC Park got flooded, the tunnels leading to the dugouts? But the main thing is the rain canceled the game and the paying customers didn't have to watch Sean Rodriguez start. Uh, One of the pretend media was on Twitter quoting some metric to justify Sean Rodriguez being in the lineup. Good, go put it on your blog. Dozens will enjoy it. Uh, Rodriguez's slash line is 159 286, 299, he is no longer a Major League Baseball player and should be DFA'd, period. In a sad note, well, it would be a sad note for 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 some of you, but I don't care at all. Coco the Gorilla died. Coco the Gorilla. He knew sign language and liked being read to. That's in the story, the obit. He liked it when people read him books, and it was written as if there was some remote one-in-a-million chance that he understood a single word being read to him. Uh, People are mourning uh, this gorilla. I'm not because three people I know have died in the last 10 days, and people are mourning a gorilla. F the gorilla. The world's lost its mind. Oh, boo-hoo, a gorilla died. F-O-H. 412-333-9939.
9939 is the number to call. Uh, the only breaking news today, Barry Trotz has been named as the coach of the New York Islanders. Uh, resigned as Capitals coach just uh, a few days after winning the Stanley Cup. Don't forget, uh, there was a deal in place. Trotz had a clause in his contract that gave him a two-year extension at a 20% raise if he won the Stanley Cup. So that kicked in. He felt it wasn't enough. The cap said, hey, a deal's a deal. They reached uh, mutual ground on a release. And now Trotz is the coach of the New York Islanders. People are acting like there's some renaissance afoot in New England. Uh, New England, New York, Brooklyn, Queens, wherever the friggin' is they're playing. It's easy to get confused. Long Island, as they pronounce it. Uh, I don't know if I see it that way. Trotz was a crap coach till he won the Cup. Had good teams that continually underachieved in the playoffs. Lou Lamorello won all those Cups with New Jersey, three to be exact. Then he went to Toronto and put together a team where Ron Hainsey was the number two defenseman and had to play 25 minutes a game at age 37 or 38, whatever. If you're John Tavares, do you look at, at who the GM is and who the coach is and stay there? I don't. I get the most money wherever I can, especially if it's the most money with a better team than the Islanders who, they're not close. I know they got Barzal and that other rookie wing who did good, Beauvoyer or whatever his name is. They're not close. And they're going to switch rinks again, go to Queens in two or three years. They're going to play in Brooklyn, which isn't a, a good situation. The, 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 the travel, the, you know, that, that's like an away game when you're at home because it's so tough to get in and out of Brooklyn to go to play at that arena. So if I'm Tavares, it doesn't change my decision. But I got to say, Lamorello must think getting trots will keep Tavares because that's the best reason to get trots. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I got to review that thing about nutting. Uh, as you're aware, legalized sports gambling is going to come to Pennsylvania. It could be here today. It could be administrated and executed and in the casinos or wherever the, the OTBs right now, like it is right now. Oh, my God, Croatia scored again. Things are getting a bit messy for Argentina. Get it? Messy? Hey, Dejan Lover in Liverpool on the back line for Croatia, putting Messi in his back pocket. Just like you knew he would, he said, trying to sound convincing. Anywho, we're going to get sports gambling and... The tax rate's going to be 34% on the revenue for sports gambling. And Bob Nutting sent a letter to the state of Pennsylvania saying he wants money raised by gambling to pay for the upkeep of PNC Park. That's the truth. That really happened. I've seen the letter. It's online. It's on Twitter. All he ever wants is more. His hand is always out. He gets so much for free, got the park for free, and all he ever wants is more. Nothing's either a real bad guy or a real smart guy, and maybe elements of both. Hey, if I could get it for free, I'd want it. But uh, it really is shameless. The way Nutting 
wants every last dollar at the cost of winning, at the cost of self-respect, at the cost of really anything that isn't money. He wants every last dollar. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I mean, TV money, tech money, revenue sharing. The Pirates made $86 million. That's profit. That's documented. $86 million profit, clear, in Nutting's pocket over the last two seasons. And yet he's begging. And that's what Nutting does. He begs. He's begging for this uh, gambling tax money. Uh, Neil Huntington, the GM, was begging on his behalf when he said, buy more tickets and we'll make the team better, which is the recycled guy, the gift that keeps on giving, the lie that keeps on lying the whole year round. I was thinking about which Penguins are most likely to get traded uh, this weekend at the NHL draft. And the three I came up with in order are Derek Broussard, Connor Sherry, and Matt Hunwick. Uh, Broussard just was a bad fit when he got here. I think management thinks he's a bad fit, period. And maybe they've concluded, like maybe we should have when they got him, that they should have got Grabner instead, should have got a defenseman instead, because you took a top six center and made him a bottom six center, and that's a different situation with a different kind of line mates, although Broussard did have Kessel for a while. It maybe wasn't fair to ask Broussard to do what he did. The best third-line centers are third-line centers. Water at its own level. But which Pirates are most likely to get traded when inevitably they run people out of town? When inevitably the attendance doesn't go up, so they got to cut payroll. Harrison and Cervelli, because of what they make and how long they make it, Mercer, because he's a free agent at season's end, but they're not going to keep him. David Freeze, maybe. I don't think they're going to have to play the theme from Exodus uh, on on the on deadline day, but I think a lot of guys are going to leave. It, it really is a very liquid time here in Pittsburgh sports between the Pirates and the Penguins. But those are my top three possibilities to go in a trade from the Penguins this weekend, Broussard, Sherry, and Hunwick. Sherry and Hunwick because they just want to get rid of them. I don't expect any at all significant return for either of Broussard because he's a bad fit. And I've kind of backed off the notion that, that Rost is going to get traded because he's a pace car and it's a fast team. Same with Hagelin. They shouldn't trade Mata because he's just a great young defenseman, 23 years old, and has been a top four pretty much since he set foot in Pittsburgh. You know what they've done with Mata that I, I don't like, though? And we talked about this during the season. They put him with their worst defenseman and ask only to prop him up. Whether it was Ruedel, Alexiak at one point, Hunwick at one point, they always ask only to prop up the bum. And it does worry me that, that they think Alexiak could be a top four. Alexiak was a first-round pick who was a total stiff in Dallas. If he was a top four, it was at the AHL level in the Stars organization. And you bring him here and he plays a couple good months, do you think he might be a top four? That might have been adrenaline. That might have been just plain old luck. 
Your top four are Schultz, Mata, Latang, and Dumoulin, period. And you should pair them up, Mata with Schultz, Latang with Dumoulin, and whoever else is there should be the bottom six. Mike Sullivan got to get this idea of always wanting balance, whether it's on D or up front. Play your good guys together. That balance back in 2016, HBK, that was a fluke. And uh, looking for balance on defense by playing Mata with the worst guy and upgrading an Alexiak or whoever, uh-uh. For one thing, it's not fair to Mata. Not you're looking to be fair necessarily, but if you're looking to get the best out of Mata, that won't do it. And like I always say, if you play a top six winger in the bottom six long enough, you know what he becomes? A bottom six winger. Remember Alexei Morozov, their first-round pick back in 1995, I think? They brought him in, played him on a third and fourth line all the time. Guess what he became? A third and fourth line level player. Chip it out, chip it in, rinse and repeat. Then he went to Russia, the KHL, and became a top scorer again. I know it's only the KHL, but that's what he was meant to be. That's why you drafted him in the first round. Same thing on defense. Let Ollie play with top four guys in the top four, and he'll play like a top four defenseman. Always has. 412-333-9939. We got Yoey at the top of the hour, maybe Staggy at 430. Maybe not. Who knows? All you need for this show is me. I'm the star, the straw that stirs the drink, and I could use a drink right now. If you bring one by, I'm buying. 412-333-WXDX. I mentioned a moment ago uh, that Bob Nutting has talked to, well, written to actually the state of Pennsylvania, saying that the Pirates want a cut of legalized gambling revenue when that starts in the state. Because after all, people bet on the Pirates games, mostly against, I figure. And uh, he wants the money from gambling for upkeep of PNC Park. Now, this has just moved. As I mentioned last night, as I mentioned today, last night at PNC Park with the rain, with the flash flooding, the hallways to the dugouts at PNC Park, the tunnels were flooded. So nutting his petition FEMA for disaster relief money. The guy doesn't miss a trick. You got to give him credit. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at cwelectricalservices.com. Uh, Theathletic.com, specifically Vic Tafur, is reporting that Martavis Bryant, ex of the Steelers, now with the Raiders, has not been notified by the league and didn't fail or miss a test. This contradicts what the Las Vegas Review-Journal reported which is that Bryant would be suspended uh, on a drug issue, whether flunking or missing a test. Uh, Tafour reported that uh, Bryant didn't, but the Las Vegas Review-Journal stand by its reporting and still says Bryant will be suspended. If he isn't now, I'm sure he will be later. A stunning result from the World Cup 
Croatia 3, Argentina 0. Argentina now a loss and a draw after two games. And their possibility of making the knockout round is declining rapidly. Uh, Diego Maradona, arguably the best soccer player of all time and an Argentine legend, uh, contributed two World Cup wins with the RGs. Word is he's gone on a giant Coke binge because Argentina lost, but uh, he was probably planning on doing that anyway. I made that Coke binge stuff up, but, but like the Las Vegas Review Journal, I stand by my reporting. Let's go to Alex in Wexford. Alex, show Mark Madden show. Wow, this is like a heck of a day. It's all my charisma could do to hold it together. The callers aren't there. The guests aren't there. Let's go to Nick and Churchill. Nick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Right. Hey, so this is how soccer differs from other sports. So, you know, we heard the story about the kid who struck out one of his friends in a high school, whatever, to get to Whippy Finals. No, no, it, it was Minnesota high school baseball. One okay, friend struck okay. out the other friend to reach the state tournament, and instead of celebrating with his team, the pitcher consoled the batter who, like you said, was his lifelong friend. Right, right. So Rakitic just scores against Argentina, and what does he do? He goes and celebrates with his team. He doesn't go hug Messi. I'm sure he will after the game, but he first celebrates with his team, and then he will celebrate Well, well to be fair, even Messi though Rakitic after. and Messi played together on Barcelona, we don't know how close they are. True. But but I you know I don't want to open that can of worms and talk about Minnesota high school baseball. But uh, <laughs> suffice it to say, Croatia diced up Argentina. Argentina with Messi's always been overrated, which honestly begs the question: Is Messi overrated? And that doesn't mean he stinks. It means he's just not as good as people think he is. And certainly, I don't think he's as good an international player as Ronaldo. Ronaldo, by the way, uh, scored the other day. Now has the Highest amount of goals scored in international competition by a European. And second of all time, trailing only some guy from Iran who uh, did it against much lesser opponents, I'm sure. I think he scored a hat trick against the U.S. hostages way back when. That'll up your up your total. I mean, especially if they were blindfolded. Boy, remember that? Remember how terrible that was? Hey, you know what? Those those hostages were there for, I think, was it a year, two years? It was a long time. Could have ended a lot worse. Thank God they got them all back. Could have ended a lot worse. But making a play soccer blindfolded, my God, that just, that's got to be against the Geneva Convention. Why is the music playing? Play the music. If it runs long, we play it again. Let's get on the, on the ball here. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I like that disaster relief joke. It was fake news, but you know what's funny? Whenever you say something that is obviously not true, but you say it because it's funny, that's what people yell fake news. Well, of course. Humor is largely fake news. Sarcasm is largely fake news. Parody is fake news, period. I can't believe Croatia killed Argentina like that. My God. that And Argentina kind of gave up after the second goal and conceded a third. You know what a tiebreaker is? Goal difference. 
they may well regret doing that. That's in the World Cup action for the day. I wish the last game started at three so I could watch it through five. We got Yoey at the top of the hour. Going to talk Penguins. Like I said, there were two stories, one in each paper today, about the Penguins and Phil Kessel and what's going to happen. They shopped them for a while. I reported it. Ben's reported it. Nobody else reported it. And now that they're not shopping and people act like trading him is still a major consideration. It was, but it wasn't. And give Jim Rutherford credit because he figured out incorrectly that replacing 92 points was going to be real tough. I think the key thing is Phil wants to play with Gino. Ask Gino what he wants. All we hear is that Phil wants to play with Gino. Let's ask Gino what he wants. And if it sounds to you like I know the answer to that question, I do. I do know the answer. Up next, we got Josh Joey. Well, before that, we'll keep talking about what the Penguins and Jim Rutherford are going to do this weekend at the NHL draft and how it reflects, uh, how it will reflect what they plan to do with the team and the roster by opening night on October 4th. 105.9 The X.